welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 20th of August, 2023. Not two anymore. We are finally in 2023. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Ostrick, otherwise known as Biggest Benis, and joining me, as always, Erindor's Ed Nightingale. Hello. You're right. This is, what is Swapping Joysticks? Tell the listeners or viewers. Swapping Joysticks is for viewers and listeners now, mm-hmm. which is nice. Sorry, we're going to stop bleating on about that. Yeah. Um, and it's a podcast about gaming and LGBT gaming news and streaming and some other shit that we've been doing that we feel like talking about. Yeah, usually other entertainment as well. We do talk, if we see a film that we've seen, if we see a film or some theatre play or whatever, we might talk about that as some well. Some theatre play. Yeah, we've done that. We've done that this week. It's been quite an interesting week because it's been Ed's birthday. Ed, 4-0. He is here. I'm He's not 4-0. You're closer to 40 than 30. Yeah, all right. I don't need reminding of that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, Ed, despite his very boyish looks and twinkish body and zero hair below his neck, he that's is... That's definitely not true. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Um, but yeah, so how was how was your birthday? It was nice. What did it you get nice. up to? Um, well, you and I went to the theatre on Wednesday. What did we see? We went to see... Well, you said we were going for dinner. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And I was very excited about, oh, a, lo- a lovely dinner somewhere. This would be nice. And then we rocked up at the theatre instead. And I was like, this is lovely, but where's dinner? But you got dinner. It, yeah. So they promised me, I thought I'd love that I spent all that money and you're starting moaning. Uh, no, no, no. The it, show was amazing. We went to see Cabaret. They did which, promise a three course meal to start with, which technically they did fulfill. It was more three courses of picky little bits that you could probably put all of them onto one plate and that would be a light dinner. <laughs> yeah. So, a light starter. Yeah. I am sorry for... And then you were like passing out. Because you've got a weird... You're weird. You If you don't I'm eat... I'm weird, yes. You That's are like, correct. If you don't eat a lot of food, you're like, I'm going to pass out and die. Yeah. Whereas most people... I mean, I can, I've skipped meals plenty of times. I can't skip meals. No. I have a very high metabolism. So if I don't eat then I faint. Yeah. And if I don't eat and then drink, I'll be fucked. And you were on your birthday. Well, no. I, well, no. Um, well, yes, but no. Um, no, he wasn't. I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> Hi, uh, Ed's dad. <laughs> um, no, it was more, um, the the food was, was very light, but it also came with a bottle of champagne. So the champagne went straight to my head. And we didn't eat a huge amount. And I was kind of just sat watching the show like, this is really good, but I feel quite drunk and I really need to eat something. So yeah, it ruined the night, did it? It did not ruin the night at all. Um, I very much enjoyed the show. Um, We got there a bit early. So instead of going through the front, you go through the stage door and then down the stairs and and down into the the theatre and the bar. Um, This is at the Kit Kat Club. Yeah, they call it the Kit Kat Club. Um, I can't actually remember the name of the theatre. But the bar had musicians and um, and dancers performing. We got a free shot. We did a vodka, which is vile. Was it vodka or was it schnapps? Oh, it definitely wasn't. That was vodka. Okay. Yeah, because I nearly gypped. Gypped? Or gipped. Is it gypped? I think it's gypped. I've never heard that phrase. It's a northern thing. Clearly. It's going to gyp. Yeah. Probably offen- it's probably offensive, uh, so I apologise if it is. But wow, um, yeah, no, if you it's it was vodka. Like who who takes a shot of vodka? Like, yeah, alcoholics. I like it mixed. 
I think an alco- only alcoholics drink shots of vodka. Straight from the bottle. Yeah, exactly. In a brown bag. Exactly. Yeah. No one else would drink vodka. Like, you need some flavor. Like, vodka's not, it's just got a horrible taste. I mean, I drink vodka all the time, but with lemonade or juice or whatever else. Like, I don't particularly like vodka. Even with... It's my absolute go-to. I like, seeing as I like it with Red Bull, because I don't like Red Bull and I don't like vodka. Mix them together. Great. I'll have that. That's a night out. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we had some drinks. It'll be the last time in the then, podcast, don't worry. Yeah. We we had some we had some drinks there and watched the performers in the bar. And then we went down to our seats, which were practically front row. I mean yeah. it was the second row, but on the end. So it was like clear view of the stage. Yeah. Uh, in our little cabaret style seating with our telephone. Yes. Which rang. Like, hello, I'm Helga. Yeah, it rang and Ned was like, You answer it. I'm like, No, you answer it. You answer <laughs> like, it. You answer it. God. So I entered it and yeah, she was like, Oh, um, what is your name? What's, yeah, what's your name? Who is the uh, person next to you? I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is Zed. And then, uh, like, oh, very, are you from uh, London? And I was like, no, I'm from Leeds. She's like, oh, that's a very far way to come from. And I'm like, well, no, actually, I live in Croydon. She's like, what is Croydon? Is it not very nice? Like, no, no, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, so she's like, oh, okay. See, I was I was answering with kind of jokey stuff, but she was she did not break character at all. She oh, was no, brilliant. not at all, not at all. And then, and then you obviously passed it to me. And she's like, hello, what is your name? I was like, Edward. She was like, oh, like the king. I was like, yes. <laughs> At the time. Me. I was like, what are you drinking? I was like, champagne, babe, of course. Um, I want to be gay. And, uh, You'd had a few drinks. I, I'd no already food. had a sip. Um, and uh, yeah, she was like, um, oh, you must see me afterwards for a drink. I'll come see you. My name is Helga. I was like, of course it's Helga. Oh, of course. course it is. Um, I was like, right, see you later, babe. <laughs> Um, so that was fun. It and was, um, yeah. yeah, then our, our food arrived and we had it quickly. Yeah, it was in like metal tray. It type. was like, it was like a... three tins yeah. stacked on top of each other. So you opened the top lid and that was your starter. And then you took that off and then the next layer was your was your main yeah. sort of going down. It, it was, was like war rations. Literally, it was war rations. It was weird because the food was like war rations. And then it was Mouet and Chardon champagne that we had a bottle and a half of. So yeah. that was, but that was great. Which slipped on down. Certainly did. But the show itself was also brilliant. Like as an I mean, as an experience, the overall thing, the immersion yeah. of the, the the cabaret seating being so close, the way that they turn the theatre into the Kit Kat Club. And so the ensemble are all there performing in and around you and musicians. Yeah, they were walking past me because I was on the aisle. Because yeah, we had like a table for two and we were on technically row B, but like I said, as you said, the, there wasn't one in front of us. So it was front row. Um but because we're on the aisle. Like the performers, like the stage is surrounded. So they come in from... It's a stage called In the Round. Yeah. Yeah, you studied it, didn't you? You're but, um Yeah, so they come in from like the side and then walk down the aisle to get onto the stage and get off again. So it's, it was really weird. But they were going past me and stuff. And it was really like so many moments in that show. We were just, we had like the best seat spots. Like you could, there yeah. was somebody next to us that was talking to somebody on the stage with somebody behind them talking and it was like this is the angle that you want <laughs> yeah Just, yeah i was very... and they they were very interested in our drinks on our table they kept oh, yeah. trying to steal them i was like yeah. No, this is my champagne. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, I just loved it. Yeah, how they Get kind on the of stage and sing. Got involved with it. Yeah, honestly, that experience, I would happily, I would very, very happily go again in like a few years. Um, but if I did go again in a few years, I would want exactly the same experience. Yeah, I sort of, I mean, I think it's worth going just to see the show, to, even if you're at the back somewhere. But yeah. 
once you've had that experience, it's hard. Oh to yeah, go back. I wouldn't be able to go back and have like a. No, I would literally want to save up. Yeah, a lot, and then go and save and sell those seats because yeah, they would just walk. They, I just like how they would kind of walk past you, and they were doing some kind of. They were so they were like the stage rotates a bit, and sometimes they're all on the stage as it's rotating, kind of gesticulating to people, and all the time they were doing it to our table and like pointing and. I mean, they could really, see us and they probably thought, oh, it's two gays on the front row instead of like old musical. women and old couples. There were lots of old people there. Yeah. Um, but it was just really, yeah, like interactive and immersive. I I know it was your birthday present, but I fucking loved it. <laughs> no, no, I can I see why you, you booked it for two of us because you obviously want to sit as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't just, yeah, I wouldn't just give it you the ticket. To well, obviously, that would be a bit but weird. like it's a nice <laughs> gift for the two of us to do together. You're going to see Cabaret alone. Here you go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. My birthday treat is I get the place to myself. But then we got the vinyl as well, which we will open because that got 50 quid, that vinyl. 50 pounds. Wow. Well, we will open it and listen to it. Good. Um, yeah, I actually don't or didn't know the show cabaret particularly. I've heard pretty much all of the songs at other cabaret nights or musical theatre nights performed elsewhere. Um, but I've never seen the show on stage before. And I haven't watched the film. And I think the film is very well known because of Eliza. Mm. But that's the uh, drag impression. race version. Um, <laughs> that's a very bad impression. But I think they changed the story of the film a bit to put more emphasis on Liza as Sally Bowles because it's Liza Minnelli. So of course you want to, you know, have more of a focus on her. Mm -hmm. And so that character in the stage show actually isn't in it that much. And so I guess I found it interesting to watch the show and finally hear these songs in context mm. song sung as they should be, not just in a random musical theater. Night. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And I think the show I, th I think the production was so good because of the immersion and because of the Kit Kat Club and the ensemble coming all around that whenever it was MC and the ensemble doing a number, I was totally into it and really, really enjoying it. Oh, MC was fantastic. Yeah, like really, really MC's good. the like the clown who master of ceremonies. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then whenever it was like Sally Bowles and the the American guy whose name I've carried. It's weird because Sally Bowles is the very British, but she's she was played by an American, and the American guy was British playing an American. Yeah. And see what they did there. Both of them had kind of odd accents. The guy definitely did. Yeah, I, I just didn't get a lot of chemistry from them. No, like they were individually really good performers, but I didn't because their characters aren't actually in it as much as I thought they were. I sort of mm. didn't care for them as much. Yeah. So when they were on the stage, I was like, great singers, but like. I want to see the ensemble. And then the ensemble came and you're like, this is incredible. I love it. They were the best bits. Like the, op like the opening number was the best opening number of any musical. That's the one, yeah. In cabaret, in cabaret, in cabaret. Yeah, yeah. I know, I'm singing to you, man. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I... No, I mean, actually, no, I think the best... Ooh, that was a good one. What is the best opening number of any musical? Um, Lion King, without a doubt. Circle of Life? Yeah. Was that the opening one? Yeah. Oh. Of course it is. The same as the film, isn't it? I don't know. I'm, I was a baby when I watched it. And Ooh. you don't remember? No. Is that not burned into your brain? I, all I know is Scar's mother gets shot or something like that. I'm not sure. Wow. But yeah, that's... Um, I, I think for me, Phantom, just because of like the way that the... Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, when the when the chandelier gets lifting up and it's like boom, boom, and all the lights are flashing and 
that to me, although it's not really a song, is it? It's just like the opening overture. Is it an overture? It is an overture. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Because it's usually called overture, that's why. Um, yeah. I think it might even be called that. But yeah, the actual opening number, because that's Think of Me on Phantom. Think of me, think of me, think of me. Don't know why I'm singing like that. Oh, yeah. um, I like, what? It's a great song. <laughs> Every single song in Phantom of the Opera is amazing. Of course. Um, but no, I think that one, if I had to kind of just watch one again, it would be that one. Just by the end, I was just like, oh my God. So the thing with The Lion King is that it starts incredibly and then there there are still amazing songs later, but nothing beats that opening. Uh, and when I first saw it, it was on Broadway when I was on uh, a school trip to New York and we went to see it. Oh, ask, we went to fucking Whitby. We had a jazz tour. So we went to New York. We went to Lightwater Valley and we were very happy. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, you know, they, he went even high. He went to Tenby. Very, very lucky. Privileged. Wow. Mm. Yeah, we went to New York. Um, and basically one of the, I think it was like the, I think it was a saxophonist in the, in the jazz band. Um, I played bass guitar, by the way. Um, yep. And also sang in the jazz choir. So it was a joint jazz band, jazz choir. You are literally insufferable. I'm not insufferable. I can just I was, I was proposed to. Were you? Yeah. By whom? Um, by some ladies at the school. I mean, young ladies. Um, we, we So as part of the trip, this is the tangent. As part of the trip, we went to an American high school in like New York State and did like a joint concert with them. So we spent the day in their school hanging out in an American high school. All right, Prince Andrew. Uh, funny. And then in the evening we did a joint concert and um, they did the first half and they were like, meh, meh, meh. terrible. And then the second half, we then basically blew them out of the water. And they were like, oh my God, you guys annihilated us. Oh, your I'm accent's like, actually even better than the guy in Cabaret. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like, you annihilated us. I'm like, yeah, because your band was shit. Um, and uh, one of the jazz choir numbers was my solo um which uh the choir were backing me to and afterwards like a gaggle of girls came up to me and were like oh my god will you marry me so you can sing to me every night i was like <laughs> no yeah so yeah that was before you knew wasn't it i mean i think i knew <laughs> um anyway as part of that trip the saxophonist had a pen friend who was playing? I forgot where this was in the story. Yeah, but yeah. Who was playing Simba in the Lion King? Oh, that's so right. Like this is. young, like fifteen-year-old or something, who was playing young Simba in the Lion King, and was like, "I can get you tickets." So it was literally ten-dollar tickets, which were essentially the standing ones at the back of the stools. Okay. Which they don't do in the UK, but they do in Broadway. So you can basically, 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 basically <laughs> buy. <laughs> I think buy and basically they came and basically buy a super cheap ticket to just stand at the back. They do that at the opera, but it's still like, uh, the ballet, but it's still like £75. Yeah, this was literally $10. <laughs> and the thing with um, Circle of Life is, as you know, or you might remember in the film, it's all the animals coming out to praise the lions. And so it's all done through puppetry in the show, but they literally come down the aisles, like through the audience. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. So we were stood at the very back. And I literally turned around at one point and the curtain opened behind us and there was like an elephant and cheetahs and bird people literally right behind me. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Uh. And then they just came like right past us down the aisles, parading up onto the stage as this like huge thing. And I was just like, 
this is incredible. And then you um, saw it in London, didn't you? I have seen it twice in London. Okay, well, I'm, I'll go on my own. It's fine. No, I'll come with you again. Fourth time? Yeah, I'll go again. you don't sing along with things. You're not going to be like... I can't promise that. You, you're going to be like Lord of the Rings, where you just kind of say every single line. No, I don't I do not do that in oh, the theatre. so annoying. No, no, I'm respectful of the performers in the theatre. You should be respectful of Frodo and Gandalf. No. I will talk all the way through it. But no, in the theatre, you shut the fuck up and you listen to the performers. Mm. Um, and then you judge them and go, oh, that note wasn't there. Speaking of which... Speaking of Lord of the Rings, we were, um, yeah, that's the thing is if you listen to a songs a load, if you listen to like the CDs and all the cast recordings a lot, then when you go and see the show, you're like, oh, miss that note, miss that note. Um, so sometimes going in without hearing it first is best. We, to help us go to sleep, we sometimes listen to a, an audio book and we were listening to The Hobbit for a while. And I was Have like, we? yes, I've been asleep. But anyway, I, he, I was, he was doing, he does the accents and stuff. Uh, a bit like you know Stephen Fry and the Harry Potter ones. It does it like does very close accent. And then he did Schmeagle, and I was like, "Fuck, that was really good." It was Andy Circus that's, re- <laughs> that's reading it. Of course it was. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is this is brilliant. This is he's really good." Of course, I didn't realize how well he speaks. I'm not only used to hearing him like ah, he's very well spoken. Oh yeah, I mean, he's an actor. Not in Lord of the Rings. Anyway, um, so cabaret that was great. Thank good. you. I'm glad and then you we liked had it. drinks on Friday, and there was a lot of tequila, which sends you to sleep. Apparently, all alcohol sends me to sleep. That's true. Uh, at a certain level, a tiny bit, like a little bit of wine. Yesterday, you had a couple of glasses. Of, we we shared a really nice bottle of wine, and you were fine. I know you when you fell asleep. Oh, I 100 percent fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I was tired anyway because I was hungover. Um, oh, I know you're. So we had some drinks, we had tequila, um, and a very pleasant evening uh, with friends, which was lovely and delightful. And then yesterday... I was hungover. Wanted well, to stay I was bed. hungover. So what did you do when we were both hungover? What did you make us do? Well, well, you had previously said, let's go and see Barbie next weekend. I was like, you know what, let's do it. I was I was thinking about you. I was like, no, it's a bit cruel of me to be like, no, let's not go. Let, so I, you I, had, I, a, had said that? I said that before I had a hangover, though. Fine. B, I wanted to go and buy some trousers because we're away next week and I need some trousers. And C, we needed to go food shopping. So I said, let's go to Westfield and we can do all three things at once. And we may have been hungover, <sighs> but I thought sitting in the cinema might be a nice thing to do. Climbing 70 steps to get to our seats certainly didn't help. Wow. Did you want to sit on the front row? Yeah. Because then I could have walked out for a bit and come back. I was I, I was sat up there, wow. right at the back, right at the top, about an hour in going, like, I could probably go for a little walk now, but I cannot be asked climbing Mount Everest to get back. It's not my fault that you're a giant and you don't fold up correctly into a seat. Oh, I genuinely had to have a massage today because my back was still aching from that cinema. But yeah, no, we, um, after, I think it was last week I mentioned that from now on I will only be going to Everyman Cinemas, uh, unfortunately. We went to a view. Cheapskate over here, took us to a view. Yeah. But it was your birthday weekend, so, you know, I'm not one to complain. I can't complain because, you know, it was up to we you. We had a very nice steak beforehand. Oh, we did. Yeah. Really did. Anyway. Flat iron. Yeah, if you're ever, if you ever see a flat iron restaurant, go, go try it. It's really nice. Yeah, good steak. Mm. Which sorted us right out with a hangover. It did, but also then we went to the cinema and I didn't have any popcorn or any sweets or anything because I was quite full from from that. 
and that I think always amplifies the cinema experience, kind of grazing and eating sweets and having a nice big Pepsi. You just don't like sitting in the dark watching things, do you? No, well, no. No. So we went to see Barbie because we saw Oppenheimer last week. So this week we saw Barbie so that we take them both off. We need to start being like nice about films and stuff. And we need to start seeing films that are really good because people must think that we just are critical and miserable about everything. I mean, I am critical and miserable about everything. That's true, but I'm not. I can be easily pleased. Okay, well, what did you think about Barbie? It was exactly how I expected. <laughs> I was not... But I mentioned this earlier on stream. I'm like, I'm... I thought I'd hate it, and I hated it. So, therefore, I can't complain. But it's like some people... I've said this as well to you. If there was a really good cricket film, a film that revolved around cricket... And people were like, that was great. That was incredible. You'd probably still hate it because it's about cricket. Or an average person would that doesn't like cricket in the slightest wouldn't like it because of the topic. This, I just don't care about cutesy... Are you saying you don't care about women, Ben? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> saying that I that's dislike... Exactly, that's exactly what you're saying, I just actually. dislike these kind of films. I don't like films in general. No, I've documentary. Just give me a documentary. That's fine. And also give me a film that's like an hour and a half. Barbie was two hours, which was about two hours too long. It was an hour <laughs> 50, I think. Yeah. Well, it was, it just, I don't know. I was just really bored. I fell asleep the last 10 minutes or so. And I, I felt myself cringing at you cringing at the start because the start is where it is. It's most obnoxious of, hi, Bambi, hi, Mammy, hi, Mammy, oh, hi, Mammy, hi, Mammy, constantly. And I was like, who the fuck wrote this script? We are 20 minutes in and the only words I've heard are, hi, Barbie. I think is I really liked the very, very, very beginning where it's like, oh, in the beginning, there were dolls that were children and then came Barbie and there's all the kids like smashing up the dolls. I quite like I that. I mean, <laughs> I enjoyed watching Linda Toddler smashing up babies. Yeah. That was great fun. Put your mic down a little bit. You're just, you're just spitting in it. There you go. All right. I'm just helping. Um, Yeah, which the whole thing was a 2001 Space Odyssey reference. Was it? Oh, have you not seen that? I thought that was a song. <laughs> what? Isn't it the song? What's the song called? Um, I'm pretty sure it's... um. It's part of the planets by Holst. Oh yeah, the Ric Flair song. And uh, who? Ric Flair. Woo! Who? Woo! Ric Flair. No idea. You don't know Ric Flair. I have literally no idea. Oh my god! He's a horrible. Well, I don't know. He's very handsy. Uh, Ric Flair. Him. Look at that man. That is a man. Look at that. Right. At oh. the top, it says American wrestler. Why the fuck would I know that? You don't know? Look at look at that man. I didn't watch wrestling. Oh, missed out. Maybe it would come I out earlier really if you seen wrestling. Clearly, I really didn't looking at that. Um, <laughs> Woo! I've forgotten what I was saying now. Yes, it's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because there's a part of that film where they see monoliths on Earth and there's a load of gorillas and they start smashing up the rocks. And so Barbie was the monolith and the children were smashing up babies like the smash up the rocks to the same music. Just as the entire film was full of film references, which clearly went over your head. Honestly, I literally didn't get any of them. Were there, what, which ones? 
Well, admittedly, I watched the YouTube video on it like a week ago. Yeah. But um, it because there um Greta Gerwig she had like her sort of film um I can't remember what they called it now, but it was essentially all these different reference points of stuff that she liked. So all the stuff in Barbie Land was done on a soundstage, um, on a set. It's called a soundstage, and um, essentially the way that they they created the set and lit it and all that kind of stuff was taken out of like 60s musicals. So it was filmed like a 60s musical in this sort of retro way, which was also like 50s and 60s, which was when Barbie was created. Um, So it's given you that kind of vibe, that sort of musical vibe. There was a lot of that in it. Oh, by the way, the old lady at the end Mm. apparently is the daughter of the creator. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yes, that does make sense. Spoiler. for uh, For the, well, nobody was hired for that talent i mean i say spoiler it's not as if it's you know it's not part of the thing it's very predictable anyway um tell us what you thought about because i mean like i said i expected to be utterly bored and eye rolled i just didn't expect to like it i didn't like it so i'm not going to complain i wanted to like it and i didn't and i'm annoyed explain well the thing is, you don't go into a film called Barbie that is bright and colourful and about a kid's toy expecting subtlety. So clearly it's on me to be like, as to why I'm annoyed. But like, there was just no subtlety to that film. It's like, it's making a very obvious point about gender roles. And that in itself is, is great. I'm, I'm totally down for like flipping gender roles and having something to say about that. And I'm totally down for a film that is predominantly um, casting women, has women in it, is feminist. Absolutely incredible. We need Trans that. representation as well. And that as well. Like, we need that. Also, loads of the male characters were gay um, or actors are. Um, so that's great. And the whole gender playing around with it, great. But when you put all of that together, it's just a lot. Like, it's a lot. The whole film was a lot. And for me, I just found it really patronizing and really preachy and it's like within five minutes you're like i know what point you're making about this film like i know that you're making a point about the need for gender equality i don't need a two-hour film to then explain that to me or maybe it's not aimed at you well maybe not and it's not that i am some expert on gender and can't learn anything because we can all learn about things all the time um so, you know, everyone should go and see that film to to understand things. But I think two groups in particular should. Teenage girls that need the boost to, like, succeed in life. Um, and, well, not need, but, you know, should see that to, to give them a boost in life and be like, no, fuck the patriarchy. Women can do everything that they want to be. And that's great. And young women and young girls should be taught that. And then straight men should go and see that so that they actually understand their privilege and can check their privilege. And not to say that as a gay man, I'm not in that and I can't learn anything from it, but I feel like I'm someone who understands the need for equality and would love to live in a society that was equal. So I don't need a film to explain that to me in incredibly simple, cliched, stereotypical, predictable terms. So clearly, like, you you can... The thing is, I find it hard to enjoy on a simple, oh, it's just a sort of musical comedy film. Enjoy it on that basic level because it's so in your face about gender roles and feminism that you can't not think about it in that way. And it just 
made its point so clearly and obviously and right from the beginning that by the end of it, I was like, I, I get your point. You're literally smacking me around the head with a hammer with it. I don't need that. Just a little bit of subtlety would have been nice. Um, I also just find it really ironic that for me, the best character, actor, person with the best songs, the best lines was Ryan Gosling as Ken, who is playing a man. So that irony was also not lost on me. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the best bit was the music. The music was great. Even that song, the annoying one, I'm just Ken or something. That's that was that was the best bit. That was the yeah. like with the whole musical number with like men dancing. I was like, I thought this was a film about women. <laughs> well, maybe it's your, maybe it's your, maybe that's my bias. You, your bias. But um, yeah, because I was I was really tempted to go for a pee or a walk like five minutes before that, and I was really glad that I stuck around because I'm like, mm, I should probably wait for that one because that's probably gonna be like the main bit. But I really did like that bit. But I don't. I found like no. I mean, a man who it was toned and has you know is attractive and like has his shirt open the entire time i thought i'd be like wow that's really hot but i actually didn't find him attractive in the slightest i mean he's, he's attractive he's an attractive man but not for me he is for me <laughs> but i just find that weird because he's got blonde hair he's got no facial hair he's got no body hair i, I just think it's got a bit of a droopy face which i know is you know i can't I'm not criticizing people's face. looks but he's he looks like a hot eeyore if eeyore with that Okay. He would make a good ER in a in a live action remake. See, for me, Ryan Gosling is hot in a I wish I looked like that way more than a I want to jump on him kind of way. I look at him and Very think, good. wow, maybe I now want to bleach my hair and and style myself like that. I'm not a fan of blondes anymore. So you'd have to find a new place to live. Great. No, but I mean if you would you get your chiseled abs if you want, uh I will I'll, I'll support, work. I'll work on that. I will support you on that. Honestly, though, I was saying earlier, like those sit-up machines, those like crunching frames that people use. I used those for quite a bit when I was like nineteen, twenty, and I mean, maybe that was the thing as well that helped. But also, they are, they, they're, they're okay. They're good. I mean, there's well, a gym downstairs. <clears throat> there is, but they don't have one of those. Sure. Mm. Anyway, Barbie, fun, bright, colorful, well acted. A nice idea. I just found it a bit overblown. Yeah, and it wasn't for me, but I knew I knew that wouldn't. Mm. I knew I wouldn't like it. So, well, should we should we talk about video games? As we are technically a video game podcast, and it has been a half an hour. Good. We do this every time, though. People should people should learn to expect this now from us. They should. We'll but just I think... witter on about any old shit for a half an hour, and then be like, "Oh, we're doing a podcast." We will, but then every now and again, we'll have a week where we don't really do anything and just go straight in. <laughs> Um, and then it's a boring week. Yeah, then it's 20 minute long. Uh, okay, let's talk about what we've been playing. Why don't you start? Because uh, I can't really... Well, I can tell you what I'm not, I've am not. i not been playing. And what's that? Marvel Snap. Oh. I deleted it. Oh. Well, this is a turn of events. It is, yeah. As someone who's played probably more Marvel Snap than... It'd probably be in my top five games, like, playtime ever. Mm. Um, the amount of time I've played it. I just really... And I enjoy it and I enjoyed playing it, but it was getting to a point where the enjoyment was below the, I won't say addiction, but like kind of need to play it because it's a game where you need to have, you if you want to kind of progress and finish the battle pass, you not only need to do all the missions for the, for the month or for the four or five weeks, however long it goes for, but you kind of really need to do quite a lot of the weekly stuff. So... And also there's the, you know, log in every day to get your free coins or your free credits. 
but it was getting to a point where I needed to complete 25 weekly missions, but there are only six that are available at any one time. So you literally have to log in and do a bunch of missions and play a bunch of games pretty much every day if you want to complete the weekly missions. And also there are like, yeah, the, the season pass stuff that the missions like to come, the missions that you get, the monthly season pass missions you get, they unlock really slowly. So each week they'll, yeah, the, the season pass is always four or five weeks. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know why some are four weeks, some are five weeks. I'm not sure. But yeah, so, but the, like they'll have a bunch of seasonal, a bunch of weekly missions that will release every week. However, out of those weekly missions, they'll only release or they'll only uh, show the first four. And then every, then for like three or four days or five days afterwards, they will like unlock another mission. So it's just like constantly like drip feeding you content to do, but you have to kind of go there and do it if you want to get, you know, maxed out of the battle pass. And I was doing it and going, I'm just playing this because I want to tick a box and I want to have the 25 out of 25 weekly mission bonus. You've and been I, manipulated, Ben. I have. And, but I was, in, I enjoyed that at the start. I actually really enjoyed playing it. So that was kind of like a bonus and a reward for doing it. But now I was doing it because I felt like I had to. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I would still enjoy playing it, but I'm going to delete it. And I'm going to teach, I'm going to like show myself that I can stop playing it for a bit. And maybe I'll re-download it again in the future. I don't know, but I just wanted to, I just deleted it. And then I went and downloaded Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Oh. Which I haven't I haven't even loaded up yet and I don't oh, know I don't know what that's gonna be like. But I just mm. like yeah, I mean maybe it's gonna be crap. I don't know. There's also oh actually no, I did download a game from Apple Arcade. Oh so it's free. Um Well, as part of a subscription. Yes. Um and it was a game that we have spoken about um recently, because I was gonna stream it, called Good Pizza, Bad Pizza. It's the pizza game. We saw it on Steam. Oh, is it good was pizza? That, was it Brenda who told us about that? I think it was, but it's yeah. available on Apple Arcade. And oh. I was like, okay, I'm going to download that. And I was just looking at the reviews. People seem to love it. Um, what's it called? Good pizza. Good pizza. Great pizza. Cooking simulator. But apparently, it's all. Well, it's all. Of, it's available on um, on there. But it's like it's really like diverse. It's apparently got really cute characters. I'm going to be playing that. I want to kind of give myself half an hour to play it just to see if it is the type of game that I can pick up for 10 minutes on the train or whatever. I'm not sure if it is or not, but yeah, I'm, I'll be playing that. But yeah, Marvel Snap, it's been brilliant. I think it is a fantastic game. I just felt a little bit, I felt I was getting a little bit addicted to it. So I needed to stop myself from, uh, from playing more. I think I've played it more in the last week than you. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've deleted because it. So I, yes, you have. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I don't play it that often. Um, and you've had a break for me, before. It's, for me, it's a, it's a train game. It's something I play when I'm on the train, mm. which is annoying when then you lose signal in the middle of a game. That's another reason why I wanted to get rid of it because I get angry and I'm like, quite a lot of the times recently I've been losing and I don't know if that's lots of other people playing it and getting better or maybe the only people that are really left now that it's kind of died down a bit are the people that play it good. all the time. And I just get annoyed. And like, I mean, that's now me. I've lost almost every game. I feel like I'm going backwards. Yeah. And, and it's that not just, because I've got a bad deck. I feel like the, the cards I've got... the deck. Thank you. I think the cards that I've got go well together and make a good discard deck. And in theory, if they come up in the right order, I can I can win and do very well. But it's obviously completely random as to which cards you get. And it just feels like it's randomly against me all the time. Yeah. And it's like, I've got great cards, but it's just not working for me. And I'm losing every time. And I'm like, this 
Like, mm. This is just bad luck and it's irritating me. They say the best thing is like you, you identify very early on whether you've got a good hand or not. And if you don't, then you withdraw. Yeah. If you do, you snap so that you get more points as a reward. But I'm like, like, yeah, for example, the Patriot deck. So I've got a bunch of decks are like a set of cards that you have that kind of work together so that you can do really well. When you start off, you just play any card and kind of go through the the basic, like the lower levels. But when you're higher, you want decks that kind of with cards that work together with each other. And I've got one that's a Patriot deck. And so the Patriot one gives like all cards that are that don't have any abilities an extra two points. And then you can have a Mystique with that that replicates the, uh, that so then every card that has no ability has four points and then there's another one that can like multiply that so you end up getting um like really high levels it's great but when i play that i gotta say well over half maybe like maybe in like nearly 75 percent of the cases patriot doesn't show up and i'm like has it been nerfed is there are they doing a thing because this deck is too powerful that they've made it so it's not random or are they I don't know. I, just the majority of times I played a Patriot deck and it didn't even appear. So it kind of ruins the whole deck. It's like, well, now I'm just pissed off. And So the deck I have is a discard deck, which is basically certain cards will discard others. And then those other cards, um, uh, most of them will come back when they are discarded. They come back with higher points. So mm. the idea is that you discard as many of your cards as possible to like, beef up their their points and yeah. then play them at the end to be like bam see you later um but i keep getting it where i get all of the cards at once that discard but none of the ones that benefit from that okay. so you end up like discarding all of your discard cards and then suddenly at the end it's like well now i've got cards that haven't benefited from that and so that was yeah. a waste so you you need them to come in the right order in order for it to actually be beneficial and if they not if they're not coming in the right order it's like you, you're ruined and i feel like that is just repeatedly happening to me come in the right order or you get ruined exactly uh so yeah i i just needed a break and i'm gonna take a break i want to play some more relaxing games uh like, <laughs> i need that as well uh like today so let's sort of quickly move on to what i've been playing a little bit yes, today please i have finally got into properly into stardew valley nice how many um, times have you started this game probably about seven <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and this is the furthest now I've got because I continued with my previous save. I'm like, I am not, absolutely not going to go and uh, start a new save file today because this will be like the 18th time, oh, eighth time. And so I just continued with the one I had previously. It took me a little while to kind of get to know it and uh, to get the hang of it again. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just literally, I've played seven hours of it today or six hours, I think, because I've played some marbles before. And yeah, I love it. It is a game I adore and I'm waiting for because I've never got to winter in my first year so that's the third season um, I think does it start in spring maybe it starts in spring yes, I think so okay so I've never completed a whole year uh, so I'm waiting for the yeah the last season and I think winter I think there's a lot of kind of that nothing grows and you've got to make money elsewhere and you've got to put radiators in your little chicken coop to keep them warm so I'm waiting for that and I'm going to use that as a bit of a reset because at the moment my farm is an absolute mess when it comes to organization. Why which, am I not surprised? Which is fine. It's because, so it's annoying because the sprinklers will, like the basic sprinklers will only spray in like a cross, or like mm -hmm. a plus shape. So, I mean, technically I'm sure, I'm sure there's a way that you can put all the sprinklers so that it wets all the crops in the morning, but you need a load of sprinklers. However, I've unlocked uh, a modified one or an upgraded one that will water all the crops around it so the eight 
I think it's eight, isn't it? Around. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, though, I need to get some gold so that I can craft that. So I'm currently waiting to get that. Although I have got a, a little bit. I've reached the area in the mines that has some gold, like level 80 or whatever. And I'm just kind of waiting now to, uh, yeah, to, to kind of grind that bit. But it's just so much, so fun. Like, it's just, oh, one more day. Just one more day. I'm just going to do one more day. And I'm going to keep this as a stream game because if I take this off stream, I'm going to have no sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this would be a great game to have, you know, like a Marvel Snap-esque on the train game because <clears throat> you can play it on mobile. I've actually got You'd it on mobile. you miss every stop. <laughs> I would miss every top, every stop. But I've also, I've got it on mobile, but I haven't played it on there and I'm not sure what the controls will be like. Um, I can't. I can't imagine that on a small screen. No, they'd have to. I don't know. I'd have to see what it looked like on there. You want to be precise when you're when you're hoeing. Yeah, you need to hoe precisely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, there are a bunch of other games on uh, mobile that are fun. But I'll I'll tell you how Stardew's getting on next week. I'm not going to spend uh, too much time on it, but I will tell you how winter is because I've got a feeling winter. I'll probably ex- well actually I was about to say I'll experience it on Thursday, but no because I'm we're, we're, we're at Gamescom. So I think Tuesday I will stream I'll stream more of it on Tuesday but maybe we'll just start winter because I've got like another five days or six days or so um but it's really really good fun and actually Palia when I was playing Palia it made me want to play Stardew because he wanted to make me play something that wasn't free to play mm-hmm. that was actually had everything in the game that you know from the start and didn't kind of I mean there's a mission in Palia where you have to check out the cosmetic store and I'm like no I just don't like that. It makes it icky. Yeah. Understandable. Hmm. So, yeah, I've been playing that. Um, I mean, I have finished Pikmin 4, but I don't... Had I finished Pikmin 4 last time? I can't remember, but you definitely have talked about it. I have, but we'll like talk it. about that next week, because I know you are playing Pikmin on stream tomorrow, so yes. I think we should speak more about Pikmin next week. All I'm saying is I, I saw credits. There's a lot more after the credits. Mm-hmm. That is the game of the year, 100% for me so far. I am adore, I adore wow. it. It is just pure fun. It's just, I've, yeah, okay, so I wasn't going to talk about it, but I was, I'm was. i never bored playing it. I'm always, it's always fun. It's always bright. It's always colorful. It's always enjoyable. It's never frustrating. There's even some kind of like stressful bits um, that are like just kind of short-lived, but just really good fun, like um, with the nighttime things I was telling you about, the nighttime mm-hmm. uh, kind of, tower defense or whatever it's type they're called but it's just yeah it's just pure wholesome fun and yeah you should definitely play it if you haven't played it before go and download the demo on the switch east uh, eShop. you can play the first two or three hours and i'm sure we'll talk a lot about it next week or the week after or the week after that i am i am very excited to start it it's going to be a stream game so it'll only be once a week but I am very excited. I've played some Pikmin 2 in the past. I have Pikmin 2 on the GameCube. So I sort of know what I'm getting. But I think this is an improvement on previous ones. So I'm, I am excited to get stuck into it from tomorrow. Yeah. Now we've played a little bit of Baldur's Gate. Do you want to talk about that before? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying Baldur's Gate. But um, I just need to keep playing it. I think I, I'm just not a big PC gamer. Not in a sense of I don't like PC games, because I do. And actually, I like playing this on a PC clicking. Okay. It's more just that when I sit here working all day. Yes. And then at the end of the day, what I don't want to do is sit 
at the PC and continue. I oh, see that's exactly playing. the same as me. I that's... want to go and sit on the sofa yeah. and watch and play on a big screen. So I'm I sometimes find it hard. That's part of the reason that it's taken me a long time to get through Final Fantasy 14 mm. because I'm playing it on PC and I don't want to sit at my PC like 24/7. See, this is why I'm so at the moment I'm, I've played more Baldur's Gate on my Steam Deck the last week than PC and it runs really well on there. I've got these great settings so that it runs at like 30 FPS, um, 720p or 720... Do you know, it's, um, it's 1280 by 800 because the, the Steam Deck screen is like a little bit taller than a widescreen monitor, which if you look at it, you'll be like, yeah, that, that's true. Um, I think it's mainly because, I don't know, some kind of bars on it. But the... Yeah, and like Final Fantasy fourteen. The vast I started playing that on PS3. Like I've always played it on console. I played a little bit on PC, but only if I'm there for a specific reason. Like mm. playing it on console is my prefer preferred way constantly. So I think with Baldur's Gate, I'm I'm far enough into it now where I mean I'm still in Act One, but I've done enough of it that I now understand what I'm doing. Um I'm understanding combat better now because I've put it to easy. I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the characters. I've had sex. I'm very excited about it. Um, in the game? And in the game, yeah. Mm. So I'm, I am I, I feel like I get it and I'm excited by it and I'm enjoying it and I want to keep playing it. But I'm also not going to push to just play that constantly. Like I'm not going to rush it because it's a huge investment. Mm. So I'm going to just tap into it once, twice a week just to enjoy it. I guess some people will play D&D in that sense. You know, mm. you play your campaign, <clears throat> maybe do it once a week with friends. I think I'm going to do it at that kind of a pace. So I'm probably still going to be playing it this time next year. Hopefully not. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to rush it. I'm, you know, I, I've got so many other games to play. Mm-hmm. I know that I've played enough of that to know that I like it and I'm going to stick with it. But I'm going to just do little bits at a time, I think, and not, not, not get completely sucked into it. Yeah. Um, instead, I've gone back to Tears of the Kingdom. Brilliant. Now you are Which is a game that I do now want to get through and finish. Okay, now I, you are a massive Zelda fan. Yeah, and I, I do want to hundred percent it just because it's Zelda and I do like the game and I, I like Koroks. No, I'll do all the shrines. I'm I can't be asked with Koroks. No, I mean I, I have a It's behind you. Oh, it's, no, it's up there oh. now. I have a golden poo now. And I, I have a Hestu, thanks to Moni. Which apparently has a needle inside it. Does it actually? Yeah, genuinely true. I thought that was a joke. No, Moni genuinely lost a needle inside it. So be careful when you're squeezing it. Okay, I'm not going to squeeze Hesty. Um, <laughs> but up on the top of the shelves, there is a little golden poo. So I'll have it already. Um, yeah, you don't need it again. No. So I, I will do all the shrines, basically. Um, I really bounced off Tears of the Kingdom when I first started it. And because it's Zelda, and because it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, which I love, I've thought, no, I want to come back to this. I want to keep playing it. I, in terms of how far I am, I think I'm nearly 70 hours into it now. So I played it a lot. Fuck me. Even for a game that I'm slightly iffy about. Um, I have done three of the temples. So I've got one more left and I've got two bits of the map, basically in the Southwest to, to un- unlock with the towers. Yeah. Um, so I am basically going to unlock those, do the last one. Then I'm going to tick off all the side quests, do all the shrines and then go for the final boss in the middle. And the more I play it, the more I do like it for two reasons. Partly I'm just taking my time. I'm not going to rush it. 
well, I'm not that I'm not rushing it. Like I'm, I'm focused on it, but I'm not like, I need to play this. I need to play this. I'm like, no, no, no. The game is at its best when you're just pottering around thinking, oh, I'll go over here and I'll take this off and I'll go and do that. And just sort of enjoying the moment of it, basically, rather than thinking, I need to get through this. Um, I was about to make another point and I can't remember what I was going to say. Well, there was a point where you were in a really bad mood for like 24 hours. What happened there? Um, you yeah, woke I, up I, in a bad I, mood. I, I couldn't do a shrine. Well, it was partly because I went to the gym on Tuesday night and that made me grumpy. You've been to the gym today. You're okay. I'm all right today. Yeah. Good. We had a big bowl of pasta afterwards, so I feel all right. I went to the gym on Tuesday night, so I was grumpy and then played Breath of the, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And there was just one bit in the southeast that I just couldn't do and I kept dying and it was irritating me and I've had to walk away from it in the game, go somewhere else. Eventually I got round and I got to a shrine and I just could not figure out how to do it. And it was pissing me off to no end where I literally threw the controller and rage quit and went straight to bed. And when I say straight to bed, I mean I literally just didn't threw, even say goodnight. threw myself onto the bed, turned the light off and was like, I'm sleeping. Goodbye. Not even a good night. Um, I was in a very bad mood. And the thing is, I was then talking to my colleagues the next morning. She woke up in a bad mood as well. I did. Because Normally people, when they wake up, they're like, oh, it's not for you. No, day. it was still on my mind. It was annoying me. And I talked to my colleagues about it and they were like, oh, I know it's Shrine. And then like um, Liv, who you might have seen in my stream. Hi, Liv. Times, shout um, out. Shout out to Liv. Sort of said one thing that immediately just went in my head. That's the best like, when they don't oh, tell you. Yeah, that's it, when they don't spoil it, but they yeah. just plant something. Yeah. yeah. And immediately within two seconds, I was like, I know exactly what I need to do. Why did I not think of that? That is so stupid of me. And the um, second your lunch break came around. Not even that. We finished the meeting. And I was like, switch. Well, I didn't did want to drop mode. you in it. You know? No, I, I told my boss. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I did it in two minutes. I was like, you'll be pleased today. I've done it and I've moved on. Um, so that was a very annoying shrine. But I feel like that was the that was the cock popped out and now you've just been playing it since. Yeah, because because I what I want to play it. I I like Zelda and I love Breath of the Wild and so on a base level this is still a very 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 good game. Like it's not a bad game. I think the way I feel about it is that I wanted something new and for me, too much of the game is the same as Breath of the Wild in terms of sort of the look and feel of it. The map is the same. The structure is the same. You've still got four things in each corner, which is the same cities that you're going to. You've still got shrines to do. Like you kind of know what you're getting before you play it, which is irritating to me because what I really like about the Zelda games is that everyone is unique. Mm. Everyone is in a new version of Hyrule or whatever world it is and has its own art style and it's it's new little gameplay quirks and this is a sequel to breath of the wild it's kind of just more of the same now it does change things there are new ideas i just don't like the new ideas <laughs> so i'm annoyed that it's not different enough but the stuff that it has changed i don't like so great well done me um the stuff it's changed there are three major things well four really that i don't like two of them are the powers I don't like fuse. I don't want to fuse weapons together. No? No. Now, it's kind of clever that you can fuse things together, especially with the bow and arrow. That's fine. What annoys me about it is that I like to play with a sword and shield because that's Link to me. It's, it's sword and shield. That's classic yeah. Zelda. And as soon as you play with a long weapon, it's two hands. Mm. Don't check that out of context. 
Oh. It's two hands. So then he's got to swing it and he ends up swinging it really slowly. And so the thing with fuse is that so many of the things fuse together that just it's two short weapons becomes a long weapon. And I feel like you end up using a long weapon all the time, which means then you don't have the shield to protect you. And he's just really slowly swinging constantly. So I just feel like combat as a result to me just feels really sluggish and is annoying to me. Um, so I don't like that. I don't like the building. Like I, it's, You're not very creative though, are you? I'm not creative at all. The controls are clunky. And I don't like this whole thing of creating your own puzzle solutions. And I realize that that is the big thing that people love in this game. And I, I totally get it. It's just not for me. I like classic Zelda where it's there's one solution and you have to gain the items and understand the situation and the temple and the structures and the mechanics to come up with the solution and work out how to do it. And that's satisfying mm. to me. Whereas the shrine that I was annoyed at I realized I could just basically skip half of it because I couldn't work out how to do it. So I used a load of platforms to build a tower, used the send to go, to go to the top and just glided down to the next bit and just skipped it. And it's like, okay, I used my ingenuity to come up with my own method, but equally that wasn't satisfying because I felt like I cheated by not actually doing it properly. Mm -hmm. So that just annoys me. I can so, definitely see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I can totally understand. Yeah. That. Yeah. So for me, I just, I'd rather have a set solution and the building controls are just too clunky for me. So that's annoying. Um, so I don't like those two things. Did I say four? Maybe. Can't give us two more. Um, I don't like the depths. I haven't been there yet. You haven't been there yet. But let's not talk about it. No, but it's just, it's too dark and it's repetitive and I don't like it. Okay. Um, was there a fourth thing? Do you hate the difficulty? No. Stories? No. Um, there was something else that's new. I really like Ascend, actually, as a power. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. The way you can literally go down and then just ascend to the top of things. It just makes you rethink about the world, and I love that. Yeah, there's um, a few times where I've been completely stuck, and I've been like, oh my god, I just need to use Ascend. Yeah. Um, I also really like all the islands in the sky. There's not enough of them. Really? But I yeah, there's not enough of them, but I really like the aesthetic of them. I've heard people are saying the opposite. There's far too many. No, I wish that like it didn't have the depths and they focused mm. more on the islands in the sky. Okay. I'd love that. What do you think would make a good next Zelda? I mean, I've sort of talked about this before. Um, and it's just, it's a mixture of all the other ones. Um, I really like this open style of Zelda. Um for me, like, I, I loved Breath of the Wild because I loved the sense of discovery, the sense of adventure, the fact that you could go off in any direction and everything was new because you'd never played a Zelda game like this. You didn't know what the Divine Beasts were going to be. You didn't know what the shrines were going to be. You didn't know what items you were going to find or resources you were going to find and what types of weapons were going to work together. So everything was new. And fine that's the same in every game but no i, I agree with you on that one it was a new structure that you, we'd never seen before in a zelda game and that made it really exciting and it meant that as you were off exploring you were constantly finding new things and it just made discovery exciting that's why i really like wind waker as well so far than what i've played wind waker is incredible mm. one of my favorites and the thing with tears of the kingdom is because it's the exact same map and the exact same structure mm. yes there's more to do Yes, some of the quests are a bit more interesting. Yes, some of the, you know, there's new types of puzzles and new powers. But the map and the structure and the way you play the game is fundamentally the same. 
and therefore I'm playing it like I kind of bounced off it quickly thinking I'm, I'm kind of bored because I know what I'm getting. <clears throat> I know that I'm going to go to the top of a tower and it might work differently and it might shoot me in the sky this time. But I'm still going to go to the top of the tower. I'm still going to look around on the ground to find shrines. And then I'm going to use those to get four things to level up my health. And then we're going to continue. Like I know the routine and that's boring to me. And what I love about the Zelda games is that they're all different. Yeah. So what basically what I want is I want that open air, open world vibe, but just with a new Hyrule. Yeah. Could they go somewhere else? Would that break the... uh... Well, it's always Hyrule, but Hyrule, something's happened to make it different. Like with this, they've they've got the upheaval. And I'm like, but they could have used that as an excuse to change the world more. Yeah. And like flip it on its head. And give I you was, like a new map yeah. and and new bits, yeah. but they haven't done that. So I'm wandering around just like this is, I I know where I'm going, and I don't want to know where I'm going. Mm. I want to get lost, and I'm not getting lost, and that's annoying to me. Yeah. Um. So what I want is that style, but in a new world, and then I want proper Zelda dungeons. Yeah. I mean, it would have been like they could have done so, so many different things. Because the reason why it's called like the Legend, isn't it? Because people, it's like a story being told. So it could have been told by somebody else, and they've got a different view of what happened the thing with zelda and this is the same with all nintendo games nintendo don't give a flying fuck about story they have come up with this zelda timeline just to please fans Mm. to make them think oh yeah all the games are linked together pun intended um they're not they don't give a shit they just came up with a new gameplay mechanic and then formed a half-hour story around it and they do the story in such a way that it's kind of very minimal and so it makes you fill in the gaps and so that's why i think zelda feels so personal to a lot of people because everyone has their own ideas of exactly how things piece together Mm. but that's because essentially they've come up with half a story and then left you to come up with it but they just tell it in quite a clever way but the focus for nintendo is always gameplay first so the whole idea of like the legend of zelda and what are we going to do for a story they actually don't care they're literally thinking what can we do that's a new gameplay mechanic? I know. Let's allow people to build things and then create yeah. a game around that. Interesting. But anyway, I'm going to keep playing it. I do like it. Like I say, fundamentally, it's still a very good game. You yeah. Know, it, it's based off Breath of the Wild, which is one of the best games ever. You can't go wrong. It's just they have on a few things that are annoying to me personally, even though I know a lot of other people really like them. No, but I, I'm definitely with you. I bounced off it very quickly. Mm. Um, maybe I'll go and play it again. Maybe it's a game that I'll stream later this year where we know when people that are going to kind of want to avoid spoilers have played it. So it can be a little bit. We've even, we've even got Legend of Zelda behind. Actually, behind you, there's a poster for something for a game with very little story and then a game that is pretty much pure story, um, Red Dead Redemption, which is that in the news today? No. Okay, Red Dead Redemption, play it. It's great. Don't buy the new one. Just go and play it on... I say, it's out on Switch, but... Go play it on backwards compatibility on Xbox. If you can't play it on there... Um, I mean, yeah, you can buy it if you want. If you've never played Red Dead Redemption uh, ever and you can't get it on Xbox backwards compatibility or... Can you play it on PlayStation? No. Five? Okay. So if you well, you can now because you can buy it. Uh, yeah, if the only way to play it is this new version, it and you've never played it before. I mean, I think it is worth that much money, the fifty pounds, because it is such an incredible game. But also, it's not worth it. 
compared to what they've been selling and how old the game is. Yeah, it's it's an old game. They haven't done a lot to it as a remaster. It's not even, a, yeah, if anything. I think they've just done a couple of little things, haven't they? Yeah. But honestly, though, it is one of the best stories and the best games of all time. I loved it. It got me into a, it got me into Westerns for like the best part of a year. That's how much I loved it. And the sequel was really good fun as well. A little bit more. That See, like the sequel to Red Dead Redemption 2 is like the opposite of Pikmin for me. So Pikmin is just really fun to play and just really enjoyable. And mm -hmm. it's kind of you dip in and out and it's just great. Whereas Red Dead Redemption 2, it's like this is this is a simulator, cowboy simulator where even moving, even walking around, we are going to make it feel heavy because you're carrying lots of things. And yeah, it's, I can't deal with that shit. And that you're so incredibly boring to me. Yeah, quite. I just like how relaxing and chilled. And yeah, it's Red Dead Redemption 2, brilliant game. Red Dead Redemption 1, best ever. One of the best ever. Interesting. I will also say I've been playing some Dave the Diver, hmm. uh, which I've stolen your Steam Deck for, you which have? is not the first time I played it, but the most I've played on it. Um, and it's it's a, it's quite a nice little machine, isn't it? I've got to say, I'm a little. I'm finally getting back into my Steam Deck, being playing Baldur's Gate. There was something we were watching that was a bit boring, so I was like, you know what, kind of want to play on my Steam Deck. But you were there, tapping away with Dave the Diver. You're loving it. Yeah. Um, in some ways, what you were saying about Stardew, in terms of being really addictive, you're like, just one more day, just mm, one more day. That is the same. And I think it's Dave the Diver is similar. And I think it's kind of to do with the systems in the game and the way that they interlink. Mm. So from what I know of Stardew, it's things like, well, you've got the, um, you obviously got to farm your crops, but then you've got to use those to help people. But then to upgrade, you've got to go into the mines and then in the mines, you get stuff that helps you. And so yeah, all these things, they, they all kind of link together. Yeah. And so that's why you're thinking just one more thing, because you're thinking, well, I need to do that. But then that means doing that and mm. that means doing that. And it keeps you addicted. I think Dave the Diver is similar because there are, there's, there's only really two halves. There's the diving and there's the sushi restaurant. But then it keeps adding new layers of, oh, well, here's a new app on your phone that allows you to tick off cards for every fish that you get or different eco missions or then you've got the sea people that you've got to meet and there's just all these different missions that it layers onto that structure and i've seen a criticism just keep you going and going yeah i've seen a criticism of it apparently later on they're like they just keep adding stuff and you're like can you just let me play it a little bit um which i'm interested because I haven't, I haven't reached a point where that's annoying me yet but i wonder mm. how far it goes Maybe, we'll maybe, but I, I'm enjoying it. I will definitely keep playing that um, over the next few weeks. I don't know how long it is to get to the end. I think it's like 30, 35 hours. Okay. I think it's quite long. Yeah, that's kind of doable. Mm. So Especially doable if you've just got it on the Steam Deck and you can dick around with it while watching a documentary. I mean, that's the other thing is that because, you know, your dives are two minutes maybe, if mm. that. So it's the kind of thing that you can just pick up on the Steam Deck, play it for 20 minutes, put it down again, and then come back to it another time. You don't have to, you know, Baldur's Gate, I feel like I need to sit in my PC and have a session. Whereas, like, mm, yeah. whereas that, it's like, oh, just pick it up, play it for a little bit, put it down again. And and I'm enjoying that contrast of having some games that I'm going to really settle into for a few hours. And then something like that, I can just dip in and out of and enjoy. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that is, that's what we've been playing. What have other people been playing this Let's week? Let's find out. I know some people have been playing games other than Baldur's Gate 3, which is surprising. But most people... I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, and I will be playing more. I'm going to play some on the Steam Deck. Um, I think I think Steam Deck's going to be the place. 
I will play it on Steam Deck unless like you're in here playing it and I'm like, I might just keep you company and uh if the PC's free and the living in this area is free and you're here, so we can just chat. Yeah. That's like when I play on my PC. I don't. It's because you're a streamer, you have to talk while you play when you're at the PC. Yeah. Also, as um so on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash biggestbenus, that's where I'm gonna be playing some games. Um like that's where I play games where I'm focusing on the game and it's usually a brand new game and testing those out. And this week I'm hoping, although I probably won't because of Gamescom, I'm hoping to, well, very, very soon, I'd quite like to play that Jet Set Radio spiritual successor. Bomb Bunk Cyber Rush, I believe it's Well called. done for saying that, if that is true. I think that's true. Um, but that one I would love to play. Also, yeah, Bomb Rush Cyber Funk, well done. And the other one I'd quite like to play is Viewfinder, which we played the demo of that looked awesome. Yes. And we just seen me about we just saw me about playing it as well. And I was like, oh, I forgot how good this is. It's such a clever concept. And loads of people will walk by or come by your stream and just go, Oh, oh, mm. this looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I would also like to play that. I've debated doing it on stream or not, but we'll see. Yeah. We are gonna start with Monida stuff. Ooh. Um, another more or less useful commentary coming in, she says. Perfect. Because I'm the ultimate victim to influencer marketing, I downloaded the Pikmin 4 demo and played it a bit, and I actually did not expect to find it this nice. I'm not... A, don't get your smug face out. I'm not at all far, and I'm also slow as fuck. Shocking. But it is just so many small things that are just so cute that it really gives you such a wholesome feeling that almost feels a bit unique, and I can't actually think of any other game that made me feel like this. It's the way they are animated when they run, how happy they are when you throw them, how determined they carry shit around. It's just so cute overall. I have yet to buy the full version, but we all know that's going to happen eventually. Especially if you're, you start streaming it. Well, if it. I'm going to start playing it, then uh, Moni, you have to join how in, long Moni. will it be? You have to join in. Here it is, by the way, if anybody wants to see what it looks like, the physical edition. There it is. Oh, you can see it on both sides on this camera. Oh, Ooh. you can see my head a bit too close. Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> we've had that a few we've times. We've moved the camera. I've, oh, sorry. I've Yeah, it's we've um, we've got the a camera. We've put the cameras a bit lower this time around because Ed was like, no. I feel like this is a better angle, at least for me. We're also hopefully getting a better camera set up again uh, in a couple of weeks. And that'll be the final setup. <laughs> Please. Good. Can't afford anymore. Randy Pasta is number one for Baldur's Gate 3. Um, Because we've got a few. I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3 this week, and it's certainly one of the best CRPGs released in a long time. The story draws you in like the best Bioware games, helped by some of the best voice acting in recent times. Agreed on that. The D&D-inspired systems are not going to be for everybody, though, and I think that's possibly where its popularity levels... Its popularity levels out a little compared to more accessible titles. Agreed. As a fan of the previous Baldur's Gate games, this lives up to their legacy and more. It's been a long time since a game has left me feeling this good. Larian have done an excellent job with this, and I look forward to see where they go from here. That's true, and I was talking about this on stream earlier. I'm like, you know, it's a brilliant, brilliant game if you like that kind of game. If you yeah. don't, you're going to hate it, and yeah. you're going to be a bit annoyed, I think, by all, like, everybody just singing its praises as the best game ever made. This this is why I think Baldur's Gate is this year's Elden Ring. Mm. Because I think Elden Ring... There was so much hype around it that I think a lot of people jumped in and thought, oh, I want to play this. I think I probably said this on last week's podcast, um, that they wanted to play it without quite realizing how hard it was. And then they're like, oh, no, this is not for me. And I think Baldur's Gate is similar of people getting swept up in the hype of, oh, this big fancy game. I want to play it. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this is Dice Rolls and D&D. &D. What? 
and it that people I think people will bounce off it. And they're the things that people seem these are they're the things that people really love. They love a if a game that is not trying to appeal to everybody. So something like Spider Man, God of War, like that does really well. But people the only people that are completely obsessed about that are the ones generally like the ones kind of make taking it to an unhealthy degree are the ones that are like the console war nerds and weirdos on Twitter. Um so those I just feel like, yeah, there's always a niche game out in a year that's done really, really well, but because it's quite niche and it's attracting a certain set of people, they will just go and like go full. Well, that's where the hype starts, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it's perfect for what they want. But I I genuinely like, I I enjoy it. To me, it's a very, very good game, but I don't know if it's like, it's not a perfect thing that I would recommend to everybody. Oh, it's a very specific type of game. Whereas Spider-Man... If you got PlayStation, play Spider Man. Play Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Play God of War. Play. I mean, what do you say on Xbox? Well, they're all first party exclusives, and that's exactly what Sony are doing exactly, because they yeah. want to sell their console. So it's Zelda. So it's sort of lowest common denominator mm. action game, which are all very good at what they do. Yeah. But it's because they're trying to sell a console, not we're trying to sell a very specific experience. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, Zelda. You've got uh, sorry, Nintendo. You've got Zelda. You've got. Pikmin. I mean, I'd recommend Pikmin. Mario. Yeah, it's Pikmin, one of those. I don't know. Mario Kart. Yeah. And Kart yeah, Kart. Xbox. I think they're hoping Starfield's going to be like that. Like, you like space? You like space? Play this game. Yeah. I still feel like it's a bit... Well, I mean, we'll we'll see about Starfield. I think on the one hand, it's a very niche... It's, also... um, it's a very niche space RPG. Oh, I don't know. Is with... it niche? Or I think it's just like everybody well, no, that think... likes space and RPGs will play it. <clears throat> well, I know, but I still think like that kind of RPG is quite a specific experience. But I also feel like they're trying to shove in anything and everything to do with space to make it the ultimate space game to try and sell consoles because mm. they need to sell consoles. Anyway, Jackie is the next person with Baldur's Gate 3. I'm taking a break from Minecraft to play some Baldur's Gate 3. I'm only four hours in, but I really like it so far. I enjoy the character creator. There is a lot that you can do with it to customize your character, but it streamlines it in a way that it doesn't suck hours out of your life positioning the eyes and lips or whatever like in other games and of course picking your genitals is fun yeah i always love picking my genitals yeah a bit of food for later you must wash the smegma out yes so miriam the interface is also really well done and the game works so well with a controller another thing i enjoy so far is the fact that you actually roll a d20 for certain skill checks it's such a fun little addition I'm looking forward to giving a more thorough review next week after I played it more. And we look forward to hearing it. Yes. Andromedus. I'm still on my Spider-Man grind. I'm trying to get all the backpacks and shit. Going to take me forever, but that's fine. I still like the game a lot. And I followed Ed's advice from last week and got Miles Morales because it was on sale. Yes. We both love Miles Morales. We love Miles Morales. But getting all the backpacks didn't take me long at all. Well, most of them were on the map. Yeah, it took me like 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be fine. Like you can platinum. I don't know about the original. I can't remember. So I think I platinumed it in like thirty hours. It, but the less than that. Less than that. Yeah. Miles Morales, I platinumed in twelve. So the original about twenty, to be honest. Is it about twenty? Yeah, okay, it's yeah. It's not long. On my switch. Oh, the, just... the story. The I remember why it took me so long for the first one, because you had to solve a certain types of crimes in different areas, mm. and I didn't realize that if you look on your phone, you can select that crime to find it. So I was literally, every single time there was a crime, I would go there and just hope it was the one that I needed to check off. So that was very, that took me probably an extra five hours to my platinum. That was silly. Uh, Andromedus, on my Switch, I've just started Octopath Traveler. 
One long game isn't enough. That's I've only played game. for three hours, but I like it a lot. I choose to start with Olberic Eisenberg. So I think that's Octopath Traveler 1. Oh, okay. Which neither of us have played. I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh. I played it for two hours. Great. So I played the demo for two hours, and then it was like, now you must buy the real game. I was like, okay, so I did. And that was and my last experience. I never played it. Great. <laughs> yeah, see, I only knew um, Octopath 2, but that is fucking brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant game. I'm going to I'm gonna be playing that on the train this week. Yeah, I need to find um, a game to play on the move. Thinking of starting Bravely Default on my 2DS 2, just so I can play something on all my consoles. And why pick short games? That's no fun. I don't know how long Spider-Man is, though, but I don't think it's JRPG long. It's oh, not. No. It's like 20 hours. So focus on that, tick it off, and then you've got the others. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, I finished Remnant 2 today. Yeah, and Dennis came into the chat earlier was saying, I've just... You know, I've been playing Remnant 2 and I was like, please put that in the question of the day because I want to hear about it. So I don't know much about Remnant 2 apart from the fact that it's souls with guns. And reading this makes Basically. me think you're going to like it. So you're gonna, that's another thing to add to the list. Mm, I don't know if I will. Hmm? I mean, I like a Souls game, but there are so many coming out. Hmm. Um, it took me about 20 hours to complete the game and I really enjoyed it. Even on the lowest difficulty, the game was difficult on certain parts. But after two to three tries, I usually got the hang of it and got over the difficult parts and it was very satisfying. I think that you can compare the game with Elden Ring, but it's not as difficult. It depends on the difficulty you play on. The game has many side quests which are fun, and you can join other people's open lobbies and help them on their adventure. I do recommend the game for anyone who likes a bit of a challenge, and I'm excited for the DLC releases. I like that idea. I mean, I love. I, I've heard that the original was very much go and play with a team, play with a group of people. Um, Remnant 2 is reviewed quite well. Yeah. And it seems to be a, a big improvement over the first one. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. They got rid of the whole of the ashes, didn't they? Remnant of the ashes, because that's what it was called, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so they got rid of that. They're trying to kind of like, I'm surprised they called it 2. Because mm. it seems like it has been, I don't know how much of a sequel it is. Mm. It's a bit like Lords of the Fallen. I can't wait for that next month. Yeah. Isn't, do we know anyone that's played that? Um. Well, I will this week. At games You're going to be playing it. I need to message actually a guy. Oh shit, I do. Remind me. Yeah. Done. <laughs> and then lastly, we've got Chaddy. I've been playing Dota 2 again after a long hiatus due to hospital and the Wi-Fi. How toxic. I'm using mobile data to play it, which is not too bad. I was surprised to find it only uses around 100 meg per game. 100 meg per game? That's like a gig for 10 games. Well, how, much is a, how long is a game? I don't know. I actually don't know much about Dota 2. What does it stand for? No idea. Diametrically Dick opposed or... theater antics. Dick or the arse. <laughs> what are you more interested in? Dick, Dick or the arse? Arse. Dick. Um, <laughs> it's a MOBA like League of Legends, but different heroes, abilities, and looks, etc. I know these games sometimes get a lot of hate. And although it does make me rage, especially when you get grouped with toxic players, however, I love it. My favourite hero is Witch Doctor, who is a support. Ooh, does e, ooh, ah, ah. Ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. 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 I bought the single of that. Me too. The cartoons. Yep. Um, duh, so Witch Doctor does healing, stuns, and big damage for his ultimate ability. I realise as a non-player, this probably makes no sense, but essentially you are trying to be the first to destroy the other team's towers and base before they do. Each game lasts typically from 30 minutes to an hour. See, that's the night. So let's make it really gay. Let's go from toxic straight people. Sorry, Chaddy. To, to gay. 
Pikmin's. Chappie's uh, not a toxic straight person. That's true. Um, but Dota is a typically toxic, yeah. toxic straight person game. Pikmin, at night, you have these different the beehive type things that you have to protect from swarms of things coming, coming towards you, which I imagine is what Dota's like. But the other person is a real person. You've got to destroy theirs as well. There you go. I'm trying to put it on my terms so I understand what I kind of game it is. I don't think it's quite that, but sure. No. So each game lasts typically 30 minutes to an hour. So it's great if you want to play one or several games and definitely helps pass the time. So happy to be back playing. I'm glad because I know, yeah, Chad, you're in hospital and I'm glad that this is helping you pass the time. Can I also Absolutely. recommend Stardew Valley? Because <laughs> you'll play Stardew Valley, you'll start playing it and then they'll be like, hey, you need to, you need to, uh, you've been discharged now, you need to leave. You need, you need, please, please leave. That will be within like two minutes of playing Stardew Valley. I genuinely, I streamed for nearly eight hours today and... I could honestly set, set, like swear that it felt like about three, which is quite dangerous. I mean, in that time, I've been sat playing Tears of the Kingdom, which is also completely whipped by. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Dinner wasn't ready when I finished. Wow. <laughs> wow. How very dare. <laughs> right. Should we talk about the headlines? Let's talk about it because we have we ended up doing another long uh, podcast again. Right. You've got the headlines. I do have the headlines. Rick so Flair to be added. No. No. I don't know who that is. You do um, now. Woo! That still means nothing to me. Woo! That's what he does. Great. Yeah. What a catchphrase. It is. Um, first bit of news. Now, you're not really fussed about Alan Wake 2. No, the first one was the controls were too bad for me. I started it and I will finish that before the second one comes out. And the second no, one is... I will. The second one has now been delayed by 10 days which is not very much, but it's to avoid release date clashes. Well, I, I like that they're honest. Well, exactly. Because um, the game is ready. Uh, and it will be at opening night live uh, of Gamescom this week. The main reason I wanted to bring this up is just to read to you the games coming out in October. Oh, here we go. Okay. Because, Are we in for a treat? Well, it's just September. Okay. Next week is um, Armored Core, which oh, I'm yeah. very excited about. There's also Sea of Stars, I think it's the week after that. So mm. that's two incredible games that I cannot wait to play. September, there are a ton of games coming out. Um, Starfield at the start of the month. Um, Baldur's Gate on PS5. On PS5. There's um, the uh, Pinocchio bloodborne game. Liza P. One, one, just before you continue, one person uh, mentioned on Twitter and it made me laugh. It was like, PlayStation has got the console exclusive of yeah. the best game of the year without fucking doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yep. It was Wes, my old boss, that said that. Oh, hi, Wes. Um, Does he watch? Maybe. Oh. Um, Lords of the Fallen is out next month. Um, like, there are some really Bay good... Farm. September, I think. There you go. Like, September is full of good games. And then there's October. Okay, so we have Detective Pikachu Returns on the 6th of October. Sure, give me a cute game. Forza Motorsport, 10th of October. I will be playing that. Assassin's Creed Mirage on the 12th of October. I will be playing that. Sorry, Lords of the Fallen is 13th of October. Will not be playing that. Um, oh, maybe. Then Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder on the 20th of October. Oh, do I have to choose? Well, exactly. <laughs> How do you choose between those two? Uh, City Skylines 2 and Metal Gear Solid Master Collection on the 24th of October. I will literally take a day off work to play City Skylines. Yeah. And then Alone in the Dark on the 25th of October, um, which I'm sure people won't care about. But then that's two days later, Alan Wake 2 comes out, which is October 27th now, which is essentially Halloween weekend. 
and this is oh, like that a, makes sense. It makes more sense to be honest. It's a survival horror game put out on Halloween, but like that's a very good month of games. I mean, Spider Man Two will definitely be worth playing. 100%. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. You can't go wrong with a good Mario. But also, I think with Super Mario's Wonder, you're not gonna have spoil. Like, it's not gonna be a spoiler thing, so you can play that. You're not gonna be dying. I don't think people are gonna be racing to play that the second it comes out. And I'm very intrigued to know what they're doing with that game because is it just another Mario platformer? Like, what's mm. new about that? So I'm really interested to play it. Really, speaking of platformers, I really need to finish Little. No, what's it called? Sackboy. Yes, that was should. brilliant. You, you know, did you finish it? Did you say I haven't played it? You beat. I only up. played that one level. Yeah, the, the Uptown, Uptown Funk. Funk. Yeah, yeah. so good. And Metal Gear Solid Master Collection is going to make me want to play all of the Metal Gear games again, which I don't have time to do, but I want to. Mm, you'll see the the state of it and be like, Ooh, maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, I also want to play Alan Wake. So like, that's that's a very good month of games. Basically, I think November and December there's fuck all coming out. Which is good because there is way Why too much. Why is November and December? Like honestly, not much. Okay, good. Because September and August, September, and October is like three months of just incredible games, nonstop. Mm. I thought like there was so something... November and December is going to be fuck. What do we need to play before the end of the year? Yeah, that, that's actually good because then it kind of which ones are we going to be talking about for our game of the year awards? Exactly. I always look forward to that. We should definitely go to the studio for it. In fact, no, because we need a PC for it, don't we? Uh, Yes. September, October. No, okay, November. We've got Fashion Dreamer. Great. Um, Thirsty Suitors. Oh, that looks good. The Smurfs Two. No. Uh, WarioWare Move It. No, absolutely not. The Wario. I hate WarioWare games. Uh, like a Dragon. The man yes. who raised his name. Yeah, that could be good. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Don't give a shit. I really need to finish that. In um, I really need to finish War- uh, Modern Warfare Two's campaign. Um, Hogwarts Legacy on Switch apparently still coming out then. Uh. Super Mario RPG. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes, that is the one game I'm super excited for. Biomutant on Switch, apparently. No. Um, don't don't play that. I, I think December does seem to be dead, um, yeah. apart from Avatar. Oh yeah, and that's going to be terrible. Yeah. So apart from that, there... Yeah, it's a lot. There is a lot. I'm just looking oh, for... I can't wait to play Mario RPG. I also keep forgetting about it, and then I'm like... I cannot wait to play it because it's a game I've wanted to play for forever and I'm pretty sure it's about 12 hours long. Also, apparently Gollum's coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Don't buy that. <laughs> Especially not playing on the Nintendo Switch. Don't buy that. Oh, God. Um, Rollercoaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe. What the hell is that? Is that like ro- Rollercoaster on the Windows, Nintendo Switch? Why would you play it on... What is this? Wait a minute. What is this? Tycoon Adventures Deluxe. Oh, Tycoon's Adventures was... Oh, it, Rollercoaster Tycoon Touch, and it was an adaptation from it. That looks shite. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Don't get that. No, just stick with uh, Planet Coaster. Yeah. Um, a bit of Baldur's Gate news. Um, so they released a hotfix on Thursday, and then they rolled it back immediately because it was fucking up people's save files. Yeah, we had friends being like, oh, I can't play yeah, it now. Yeah, literally, <laughs> if you've saved on the new one, they then rolled it back, and then you couldn't go back to... Uh, or mm. you couldn't continue it. Um, so... That fix is now done properly and it's out. So you're good to go. Um, but they have apologized for it. They've said that they're going to change the way that they release these, i.e. they're going to um, actually go through a full comprehensive Q&A pipeline for every hotfix. And QA. Not just QA. Uh, and not just rush it out. Um, but the first major patch is on the way, which is going to have a thousand different fixes in it. Um, Dave the Diver actually had a really good hotfix, didn't it? Or a patch. Well, you say really good. 
I think it's done more that we haven't seen yet. So I need to Maybe. wait for the patch notes. But the best thing is it doesn't have the tap, 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 tap minigame. No, you can just hold the button now instead of having to button mash. However, when you hold the button, it goes up really slowly and it still misses every time. So you kind of still have to button mash. So uh, it's naturally not that great. Damn it. Um. So yeah, there's going to be more stuff, more fixes for Baldur's Gate. So I think a lot of, well, not a lot, but some reviews have basically said that the quality drops off in the third act. Yeah, I heard on some shitty website they said that. How dare. Um, so I think if you are rushing through it and trying to get to the end, then maybe don't. Maybe take your time <laughs> and wait for some hotfixes to come in and patch the end bits a yeah. little bit more. Um, there are plenty of other games to play. Oh, for sure. Take your time. Twitch bans. Bans? Bans. Um, they've now changed it so that people can't watch your stream when you ban them. Oh, I think that's an option rather than automatic. Yeah, yeah. It's an opt-in. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want that, you've now got that, which is, you know, oh, a no, good I want thing people, for some people. I want people to watch me so that I can shit on them for a little bit and let them. Well, some people don't want that. Some people exactly. have got some stalkers, people have stalkers or yeah, I know, whatever I know, else. Yeah, so, just personal. Yes, that's fine. But um, I also... But that I is mean, out there if you if, as an option. Yeah, but if someone is determined, thing is they, they can watch it. That's the thing, like... You don't need to be logged in to watch someone stream. So if you've been, if you've banned somebody, then, and they would like, if they're completely obsessed with that person and they want to watch, they can just log out. But it does make it, it is like an extra step. So people will be very happy with that. And, you know, if it's somebody that's stalking a multiple people or they're harassing multiple people, then yeah, they're not going to be able to watch it and they're not going to just log out to watch that one person. But yeah, yeah it it's something which it's is nice and people have there. been asking for it and they've actually done it and yeah i think twitch is twitch is a decent company with decent people mostly mostly uh well speaking of twitch this isn't really news but just oh can i just say just the guy you know i mentioned before that the tags that the like there's a problem with tags capitalization and mm -hmm. stuff the guy who was like yeah we'll work on it I'll, I'll you know i'll make a note and we'll do it left oh it's tom vermilly Nilly. Oh, him. Yeah, he was the one. And then he like said he's quitting. <laughs> Great. So hopefully he'll pass on that information, but maybe not. Great. Um, yeah, not really news, but just a shout out. Um, I did a feature this week. Oh, we're picking uh, you up on we? Twitch. Yes, please. Uh, about AI streams on Twitch. Um, you may have seen there is a big rise in sort of deep fake AI streams. There's this Ask Jesus stream mm. there's presidential debates there's streamer drama where it's making deep fakes of famous streamers and it's just all ai's talking and you put stuff in chat and they talk back to you and there is a lot of that going on and i think a lot of people don't really like it i don't particularly like that kind of content to be honest i think it's a bit silly yeah um but i did a bit of an invest investigation into why that's on the rise um on the homepage, there is a specific um um, what do they Category? call it? Shelf. Shelf. Uh, for AI streams That's that weird. Twitch is promoting, um, which is called Probably Artificial, Hopefully Intelligent, AI-Powered Streams and Related Discussions. So Twitch is kind of pushing this. Yeah, that's so, weird. I mean, you have to scroll down a long way on the homepage, but they're, they're kind of pushing it. Um, most of these streams are actually coming from one company called The Singularity Group. And they are a group of activists that are using new technology to promote activism and whatever they want to do. So they're basically trying to push AI 
And so they're using AI streams to essentially collect data to improve AI continuously to try and prove to people the power of AI, but also the dangers of AI as well. Um, and I guess Twitch is happy with that and is trying to push it. Or they're paying a lot of money for Twitch to be on the front page of Twitch. All that. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a little report that I've done. Please go give it a read on Eurogamer.net because I put a lot of work into it. You did, and it's not had enough views. It deserves more. Yeah. People need to like pick up on that and show it elsewhere. Mm. Um, Starfield. A few little bits have come, have come out now. Um, people are now playing it. People who are reviewing it are now currently playing it ahead I, of its release. I've seen people saying, like, I'm reviewing it, I'm reviewing it, I'm playing it. These are a lot of people with YouTube channels. Are people, are reviewers reviewing it, or is it a lot of influencers that have been given codes? I'm sure it's a mixture of both. Yeah. I mean... Read the reviews. Read reviews of respected people before you, because I just know that they're going to be sending it out to people that love Xbox and yeah, will say nice things. It's, Which, it's positive press. Yeah, just look, just... I wish people would kind of notice the difference between paid promotion slash ads. Proper journalism. Journalism. Yes. Yes. Speaking to the choir. I mean, you are for me, yeah, yeah. but, you know, whoever's listening. I think most people, if you got this far in the podcast, you're probably, yeah, I'd imagine there's people that kind of care about journalism. Well, I hope so. Because we're not... Because we look at it. (laughs) Yeah, but we're not necessarily like the big, hey, oh, well, we're not those kind of influencers, really. No, if something's shit, we'll say it's shit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to big something up and people waste their money and be disappointed. Like, that's... I would never want to be You don't even like Breath that. of the Wild, or whatever it's called, Tears of the Kingdom. I do. Okay. I do like it. You convinced yourself. I'm convincing myself. <laughs> I do like it. Yeah. It's just underwhelming compared to his predecessor. Cynics like to watch this. Sure. Well, welcome on in. You come mm. to the right place. Anyway, um, a few little bits have now come out about Starfield... Uh, and Bethesda's, this is a headline from today, so this this is a today story. Bethesda's head of publishing hits back at Starfield's start screen criticism. Oh, that was, oh, that's one thing I hate about the new Twitter is that people are desperate for engagement because he pays out money if people have got like a million views on their tweets three days in a row. That's why every single really popular tweet has a really annoying poll below it by some random blue tick hack because they're just desperate to get their numbers um, so that they can get paid by Elon and they won't actually do that, but they're just engagement farming. So this is also a bit of a shitty thing. Um, it's a former Blizzard developer called Mark Kern. Yeah, I recognize the name. And he tweeted a screenshot of Starfield's start screen. So just the beginning of the game. Yeah. And it's like, do you really want that to be that exciting? I mean, you're literally just going to press start and play the game. It also it's a logo. It doesn't really matter that much. Anyway, he tweeted saying the phys physiognomy of start screens did you hear about that word tell me about that word ben well no there was i don't know who it was on twitter but they that word is like never used and they googled it and apparently it has like it's used in nazi terminology great (laughs) um the start screen of a game can reveal a lot about how rushed the team was and how much pride they took in their work Starfield's start screen either shows hasty shipping deadlines by a passionate team overworked or a team that didn't care. Start screen are often done at the very end of development. Teams are too busy making the core game. It's quite common for the start screen to completely change once the game is shipping or on patch zero. Teams that take pride want to put a good face forward and will often redo these just prior to game going live. I mean, fuck off. 
It's bollocks. Like, how many views? Hasn't he had like I, two million views on I that? I mean, probably because people are talking about it and it's Starfield and anything Starfield gets people riled up. Mm. And I'm sure he's probably not wrong that these things probably are put together at the end, but that's not indicative of the quality of the rest of the game. You can't, that's literally judging a book by its cover saying the start screen isn't good enough. Well, the game's going to be yeah. crap. If the cover doesn't look that good, then obviously that was hastily done and the entire book was hastily written and, and overworked. Bollocks. It's absolute bollocks. Um, and luckily, but yeah, we're making that even worse by promoting it and talking about it because this person was just so desperate for attention. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. It is someone that's desperate for attention, desperate to get as many, you know, as much money from Elon as possible, which he won't get. Or is he somebody that has a real grudge against Xbox? Because whenever there's a game that comes out that's like a big exclusive, like Stardew, uh, Stardew like um, Starfield, there are going to be just the worst people online. The ones, the PlayStation oh, yeah. obsessives that want to talk about how terrible it is and will literally just spend their entire day retweeting stuff about glitches and everything. And then there'll be those that are just like, this is better than Spider-Man. You know, this is a million times better than any other PlayStation exclusive. Sad fucks. Full of sad fucks. And this just person is a grown adult. Why is he... Well, this is the thing. So the Bethesda publishing guy has basically come back saying that the game's menu um, has been that for years. It's one of the first things the team settled on. Having an opinion is one thing. Questioning how to developers care because you would have because you would have done it different is highly unprofessional coming from another dev, which is exactly Yeah, this right. guy's going to be unpl- unemployable. I mean, I guess part of the reason we're bringing this up is a bit of a warning of just there is about to be a lot of shit online about Starfield. Yeah. It's going to bring up a lot of good reporting and a lot of good analysis and reviews. And then a load of fanboyism on social media. The second, yeah, if anybody... And if that is literally coming from devs themselves bringing this up, ignore it. Just, yeah, if... Like, there's just going to be accusations flying around everywhere. If a if a game... If, if a publisher gives it a 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, whatever, there'll be a million accusations in there about being paid to do certain things or being paid by certain things. And if they give it a crap score because of glitches and whatever's in it, they're going to be, you know, accused of being paid by Sony and all this. It's just... It's annoying, really, really annoying. And just, I think social media makes things 20 just, times yeah, worse. Yeah, it exacerbates these things. So just Especially please now, just yeah. use some common sense if you're reading around the internet or around video games in general. But yeah. I think Starfield is about to bring up the worst a, in people. The worst in people. Yeah. <laughs> and especially now it kind of pays, literally pays to like farm for attention Yeah, by posting the most ridiculous stuff. Don't let them do it. No. And lastly, some good news, and that is that Frog Detective is coming to Game Pass. Oh, what a game. What a game. All three of them in one All collection. All three of them. It's making the leap to consoles. So PlayStation, uh, Switch, and Xbox. Get the it? leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox. But on Xbox, it's coming to Game Pass. Um, it's going to be a three-game collection called The Entire Mystery. So there we are. And um, if, I don't know, know how much they're going to be if you're not on Game Pass. I don't know how much they'll be, but um, I know you've played them. I still you, haven't, but yeah. really want to. And now they're you on Game Pass, I will absolutely play them. And then you're going to love it, and I'm going to be like, I told you. Oh, I'm sure they're great. Might even do it on stream. Why are you looking at me like that? I told you. I told you. See, it was so good. You didn't. It just went over your head. I mean, I barely listen to what you say anyway. You, I think you will love it. The, it's weird because the first two are really, really short and cute little, very small 
puzzle game mm-hmm. bits and like self-contained stories on their own. Then the third one's like, yeah, let's make this into a story and let it go places. And oh, it's just brilliant. You can do it in one stream. Mm. You can do it in like four hours, all all three of them. Um, you should definitely do it in a stream because it's it's brilliant. I will. Maybe maybe that will be like a fun extra stream because they'll be a little bit longer than my usual. So yeah, do also, it on a Saturday or something. Maybe like over Christmas or something. Yeah, that's when I did it. I think mm. I did it in like a in January. Yeah. Like. That might be fun. Definitely. All right. Well, so we've been. That's the end. Yeah, that's the end of the headlines. But um, this coming week is Gamescom. That's true. Yes. Um, I was about to end the podcast. Opening, then, but yes, you're right. Opening night live is Tuesday night. Wednesday night. Is it Wednesday night? I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday night. Yes, because I was looking for tickets. It's Wednesday night. Good. Clearly, I know. Um, so Jeff Keighley is doing is doing another show basically with a load of adverts and a load of trailers. Um, he has already warned that there isn't going to be that much new in it. So don't go expecting tons and tons of new stuff. What there will be is gameplay looks and trailers on games coming out soon um, that we already know about. Um, so there's that. I know one thing that is going to be shown, which I'm very excited about, and that's Black Myth Wukong, which is mm-hmm. um, this new Souls-like game um, from a Chinese developer where you're playing as a monkey and it's based on a really famous story, and I've forgotten the name. The uh, Princess Journey Mickey. to the West. I don't know. Or something. I think it's called. I can't remember. Please don't hold that against me. Um, it looks amazing, that game. So I am very excited to see more of that. Um, and then you and I are both going to be in Cologne. We are. Gamescom. We're going to be in Cologne. I'm, you're going there on Tuesday. I'm going there on Wednesday. We're both coming back on Sunday. So the podcast will be up the following day. rather Which than- is a bank holiday. Yeah, so we're gonna. So we can still record it during the day, basically. Yeah, exactly. It'll be up. Um, it'll be ready for on Tuesday morning rather than Monday morning. Um, no, we can do it on like. We know we release it in the middle of the night. That's that's what you meant to do. Oh, okay. As well, if you say so. It's part of the. You know, I I had a look because I'm like, you know, what what should I? Do? I have no idea about podcasts, as you can tell. Um, no, so I, you know more than me. I followed all these instructions. Okay. Apparently, that is when. But we'll do it Tuesday morning, and then it just gives us. It actually gives me time to actually edit it and upload it and stuff. Edit, yeah, sure. Get rid of all your bits. Um. So yes. Yeah, so the podcast will be slightly late next week, but we will have all the news from Gamescom. Yes, there's going to be some really cool stuff. I've got like chock full of of appointments of various bits and pieces to see. I might be um, streaming from it. They have streaming booths. Ooh. Um, so I, yeah, I might end up streaming quite a bit there. Who knows? Nice. Might be, you know, a couple of hours here and there. So basically this week, look out for plenty of Gamescom stuff. You can go to Discord. Well, I'm sure. That is discord.gg slash biggestbenus. You can find it, if you're in on YouTube, you can find it in in the links below. I think it's also in the links on, uh, on the normal podcast as well. And I'm sure we'll be posting pictures and thoughts Go to Eurogamer.net where I will be posting previews and interviews um, that I have. And then listen next week and we'll give you the full lowdown. We will. And make sure you watch Opening Night Live for all the new trailers. Mm. Right. Well, that's it. That is Gamescom. It's my first time in Germany, so I'm looking forward to getting the full German experience. ever in Germany. I've passed through it on a coach and that was it because we went to Austria. Oh. I went to play my tutor. Speaking of, you know, going on fancy school trips, I did go to Austria. You had a music trip as well. On a coach. And it took 24 hours. And the person next to me, Craig, I'm not going to say his surname. He vomited on me. 
an hour into the journey and I wiped it obviously off, but I had like vomit soiled tracksuit bottoms for 23 out of the 24 hours. That's horrendous. He's also somebody that three hours in, they said, well, they said straight from the beginning, do not shit on the coach. No poos, just wheeze. And obviously he went and had a massive shit three hours in and they had to open the windows and stuff. Oh, God. Honestly, that guy just grow. You know, the, the kind of just Why were you sat next to him? Gus, we were always sat next to each other. Gus, I kind of got on with him, but he was the saxophonist and I was a tuba player. And obviously they go together. Don't know why. No, they don't. No, but yeah, saxophonists and tubers went together apparently, and uh, tromboners. But I don't think the uh, there was a tromboner. Uh, no jokes. No jokes. It was, no jokes. A, it was at high no school. Jokes. It no was in year eight. Well, mm. you're going to have a lovely time in Germany then. I'm looking you forward to brush it. up on your German. I would like, yeah, bitter. Um, bitter schön. Meine Hund ist kaputt. No. Uh, es ist windig. Um, schnell. Schnell, schnell, schnell. That's what I'm going to be like to you when you're walking slowly. Um, no. Or schnell, schnell in the bedroom. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, das ist sehr schön. Bitte schön. <laughs> what? Das ist sehr schön just means like, that's really nice. Oh, what's bitte schön? Is it, bitte schön is what you say when someone says danke schön. Oh. So it basically means you're welcome. You're nice. But it means please <laughs> nice. Please nice. <laughs> What about... Um, Dankeschön. Bitteschön. Yeah, so we used in my German school, in my or German tschüss, class... if you want to say bye. Oh, tschüss. In my German class, they used to... Um, like, to, to ask a question to somebody, you would throw this little kind of cuddly toy to somebody and, mm -hmm. say, and then pass it around. And it was called Zwölfi. Was it a wolf? It was a... I think so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all I remember. Zwölf. Und? Zwölf. Um, Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn. 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 Elf. Zwölf. There you go. Anyway, let's not. Let's not. Let's not just sit here speaking German. Because we're not. Bad German. Yeah. So, um, Ed, where can people find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on most of the social medias and also on Twitch. And you can read my stuff on Eurogamer.net. And I, you can find me at uh, Biggest Benes pretty much everywhere. I'm Biggest Benes one on Twitter and uh, Big Benis on Snapchat, on, I think I'm Biggest Benis on TikTok. Yeah, I'm Biggest Benis pretty much everywhere. If you go to BiggestBenis.com, I'm sure there's some links up there. But just, literally, if you find me on Twitter, there's a link tree that has everything on there. I'm sure you can find me. And go to SwappingJoysticks.com for all of your swapping joysticks needs. Exactly, yeah. SwappingJoysticks.com, you can click on and it'll show you YouTube um, playlist with all of the ones that we've recorded uh, videos for. Plus, if you go and click on the RSS or Spotify or Apple podcast one, you can listen to any single episode or every single episode we have uh, ever released. Very nice. And uh, yeah, you might want to just go, but you might be like, you know what, 2021 January, I want to go and listen to what games were out then and what they were playing. You can just go, go and do that. Indeed. You can also listen to like the first 10 episodes when we were just friends. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's 101 episodes. 101. That was, oh, I mean, that was going to be like our question. I was, if we had a theme, I would be like, is this 101? What would you put in room 101? What's one game? Let's finish with this one final question. What's one gaming remind thing? Me, is that something good or bad? Bad. Oh. I think it's, um, it's, um, 1984 George Orwell thing. Yes, that's true. So room 101, true. what would you like to put into room 101? What gaming thing? 
Call of Duty. No, I mean like what gaming mechanic or I mean you can put the whole of the Call of Duty. The entirety out. of Call of Duty. And the people that play it? Yeah. Uh, I would like to put in... Um, I will say, Call of Duty is not actually that bad a game. Yeah. It's just, it's not for me, and I don't like the people that play it. And I think it brings I play out... play it. Well, you're an exception. I think it brings out yeah. the worst in people, that game and that franchise. Yeah. Um, I would like to put in free-to-play me free mechanics. Because of Marvel Snap. Yeah. And, I'm st and I've, I've gone along with it a lot, but now Marvel Snap actually like got its claws into me. I'm like, oh, this is dangerous. Mm. And also, a game that is free to play and does something, and a game that's not free to play and does the same thing, is so much more of a better game when it's not got the free to play stuff and the paywall stuff. Because nothing is then behind any gate. Mm. And they'll always be, when it's a free to play game, they'll always be wanting to kind of get the whales because the whales that spend thousands and thousands and thousands that's they're the ones that make the most money oh yeah so they're the ones that they want to kind of grab with certain things whereas like no don't be a whale don't be a whale anyway i am <laughs> turtlenecking right now so i do have to go thank you very much for listening go to swappingjoysticks.com for all your joystick swapping needs and we will be back next tuesday um but if i don't see you through a week i'll see you through window don't start that bye, bye. bye.